Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into another episode of Believe in Kentucky. My name is Vinny Hardy. Y'all can check out the show at Believe.com, the number one content network for professionals. Go straight to the site and get episodes of this show or wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. Leave a comment. That helps, too. Let us know what you think of each and every show that you've listened to. Tell your friends. Share it on social media. All that good stuff. You can follow the show at Believe in Kentucky on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, Follow Believe Podcast Network at Believe Network. You can follow me personally, if you like, at Vinny with a Y Hardy with a Y Vinny Hardy. Got a lot of fun stuff to get to. Still... Maybe a little weird for us as Kentucky fans because we've continued to watch this tournament. And Kentucky, of course, has not been a part of it. So some have maybe got back into watching the games. Some have not. So for those of you who haven't, maybe some other stuff you've kind of consumed or gotten into since Kentucky lost to St. Peter's. And maybe you dove on into – UK baseball, for instance, um, they have a chance to win their second series in a row. Um, they beat Ole Miss on Saturday to even that series up. They go for the series win today, today being Sunday. They lost Friday on Saturday, have a chance to go for the series win at home today, just like they did last week against Georgia. Drop the first game and bounce back to win the next two. So after getting swept at Arkansas, um, they followed that up with a, a loss at home. Um, no, after they, they they win the series against Georgia, excuse me, win the series against Georgia, follow that up with a home loss to EKU. I'm like, oh, lose the opener to Ole Miss, even it up, and now have a chance to win the series. So they win today. That will be two series wins, and they will be four and five in the SEC after nine games. So hovering right at 500 after starting off 0-3, kind of digging themselves back out, getting their footing, which would definitely be uh, good to see. So hopefully they can get that win against Ole Miss today. UK softball is doing well. Also, Coach Lawson and the squad are down there at LSU. They've already won the first two games and got that series clinched. So now they can go all out and try to get that sweep against LSU. 
So they're continuing to do good things as well. Um, try to keep tabs on all the sports. Of course, football and basketball get more attention, but that doesn't mean everybody else isn't working hard in their respective sports. Another example of that is Kentucky men's tennis, which is top 15 in both polls. You got the ITA rankings, they're ranked number 12. The USTA rankings, they're ranked number 10, 15 and 5 overall, 6 and 1 in the SEC. So, uh, continued outstanding work there for Kentucky men's tennis. Kentucky women's golf, uh, we've all gotten familiar with what Jensen Castle has been able to do these last few months. And you might have saw the video they put out. She is down at Augusta National right now playing in the Augusta National Women's Amateur. And there was just cool video of her you know, kind of mic'd up, about a three-minute video that the UK Women's Golf Twitter account put out of her just kind of taking in the surroundings at Augusta National, you know, just remarking about how pretty each hole is and uh, chipping and putting and practicing and, you know, walking up the bridge and all the famous holes and all the uh, the marquee areas on that iconic course. And she's just kind of taking it in and you hear her talking with the caddy. I think there's a player for LSU that she's practicing with and just in her interact mic'd up while surveying the scene and getting her work in. It was, it was just cool to see uh, Jensen representing UK down there at Augusta National. So if you haven't seen that video, uh, check that out as well. Um, flipping back to football, we had the, uh, the pro day. And maybe the most notable thing was Wondell Robinson uh, mentioned 225 19 times. It streamed on UKAthletics.com. Christy Thomas was there. Uh, big dog Vince Merrill was on the mic when uh, Wondell was doing his bench press. And he said, you know, well, first of all, he was fired up and surprised that he got 19 reps at his size. But he said, basically, you know, the toughest kid pound for pound he's ever seen at that size. And he said, you know, I thought Lynn Bolton was tough. And he was. <laughs> we all know this. We all remember uh, everything Lynn did. We all remember uh, right before the Virginia Tech game the Belt Bowl. Well, Lynn, there's nothing untough about Lynn Bolton. And Wondell is even even tougher in the big dog's opinion. So both of those guys are tough. Um, hopefully Lynn Bolton has a good – Bounce back season health wise. So I'm tweeting out that he's ready to ball this year. So if he has a good season um, and hope the draft goes well for Wondell and he can get in and make his mark uh, at the next level, also. Bring it back to Kentucky basketball. Even though the cast did not have a deep run, we still saw what we basically assume would happen as the year progressed as Oscar Sheboy continued to uh, make history on a nightly basis, continued to average more than 15 points and 15 rebounds all season long, that it was going to be impossible for him not to win the Player of the Year, the National Player of the Year, the AP Player of the Year, 
won the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award for the best big man. Uh, so he was able to get that hardware for AP Player of the Year. And the stat from ESPN Stats and Info uh, was pretty amazing. Oscar Shibway became the first player ever to play at a D1 school. Which we all know he was at West Virginia, not working hard, according to Bob Huggins, who just got nominated for the Hall of Fame. But we, we all know that Bob was wrong on that one. Oscar was the first player ever to play at a D1 school, transfer, and then win AP Player of the Year. Pete Maravich, Pistol Pete, was AP Player of the Year. 21 years later, 1991, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, AP Player of the Year. Got to take a minute and tell y'all about our sponsors. Athletic Greens. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. I also got to talk about our friends at La Terrain. La Terrain watches. If y'all aren't following them on Twitter and TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, you need to check them out. And also, as always, go to the site, laterrain.com, L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. So many cool styles of watches and bands and accessories for men and ladies. And as always, if you go to the site and have a question, Dave, the founder himself, will answer you if you submit a question to the chat. So you get a clear answer answer from someone who's informed uh, you know it's going to be good information it's the owner himself answering your question it doesn't get any better than that go to lotterrain.com get yourself a nice timepiece right now and tell them you heard about them on the believe in kentucky podcast but everybody trying to box him out and you know wear him down physically um so congratulations to the big o for that Definitely hope his the NIL situation can get lined out, which can help him make his decision. If he decides to go, fine. If he's able to stay, fine. Because hopefully that stuff can get worked out. All those loose ends can get tied off and make it easier for him to make a, a relaxed, stress-free decision. 
definitely deserves to be able to do that. Now, we flip on over to basketball that's being played. And if you hear maybe a large exhale and (laughs) a lot of laughing, it's because the the Hollywood script got ruined last night. A lot of people didn't think it would happen. And North Carolina said, no, we're going to make it happen. North Carolina, 81. Duke, 77. No winning a title, walking off into the sunset for Coach K. It was a repeat of what happened in Cameron Indoor Stadium. Uh, not to the same degree. You, you had a, the similarities. You had a, you had a one possession game at halftime in the game at Duke. Carolina comes out and blows them out and runs away with it. Didn't have the the runaway this time, but you had a three point game at the half and. Then they just continue to trade haymakers and lead changes and runs and moments of spurtability, as Clark Kellogg likes to say, from each squad. And, you know, we had Duke up 7, 41-34. Carolina goes on a 13-0 run. Duke comes back with a run. Back and forth and back and forth and haymakers and punches. And... In the end, you get you know, clutch shots by Manic and Love and all those guys down the stretch making plays, making free throws, and they are able to knock Duke off again. And, you know, you've seen people say, this is bragging rights for all time. You ruin the party at Cameron Indoor. You ruin their season. In Coach K's final season, you ended Coach K's career, his final game in the Final Four. Now, we all know what that's like. We remember Kentucky-Louisville in 2012 uh, when Kentucky beat the Cards en route to beating Kansas to win a national championship. North Carolina has a chance to do the same thing, beat Duke. Now has a chance to beat Kansas en route to a national championship. Um, for Kentucky fans, the rivalry is one-sided with Duke. This whole Final Four was a bunch of blue bloods, and you know, uh, who do you want to win? Who do you want to see lose? You have the rivalry with North Carolina. We always argue about which shade of blue is better, just like you see in the commercial with Devin Booker and Vince Carter and Christian Leitner and Sue Bird. The rivalry with Duke isn't so much rivalry in their eyes, but the guy in that commercial we just talked about with the the most elite Jada Blue commercial, Christian Leitner, is why Kentucky fans feel that it is such a rivalry because we all flash back to 1992. Those of us who were old enough to remember and, and watch that game. And, you know, the greatest game ever played, and we've seen that shot over and over again, and you know, Patino should have had somebody guard the inbounds play, and we've you can't rehash it any more than we've rehashed it 
And let's not act like, look, 1998 was payback for Kentucky fans for that game in 92. Let's not forget that either. That joy in 98 cancels out that wound from 92. But I think we still just think back on it. Me personally, I can't speak for everybody because, look, I shouldn't know Christian Leitner's stats from that game in 92. 10 for 10 from the field, 10 for 10 from the line, and, of course, the game-winning shot. Because he stomps on Timberlake, and we all felt, you know, he shouldn't have been in the game. If he gets tossed, of course, the game goes differently. The whole complexion of the game changes. You know, somebody has to step up for Duke. Or, you know, Kentucky might have won. If he stays in, say he doesn't stomp Timberlake, and Duke still wins because they were still the better team. Kentucky had Mashburn, but everybody else, you know, you had, you know, Ricky Farmer and Pelfrey and Feldhouse and all those guys, Sean Woods. Kentucky was still trying to build up as far as recruiting goes, but you had all the unforgettables uh, as a supporting, supporting cast members for Jamal Mashburn, and they were going toe-to-toe with Duke. And Coach K had them rolling. He's he is peaking and finally, you know, getting Duke to where he's been trying to get them to because he's been there eight or nine years at this point. Um, if the game plays out with Duke winning without the stump, I think it's a little bit easier of a pill to swallow because you know Duke is Duke anyway, and they're they're unlikable, and you know that that was already rolling. But then he gets away with that, and that just adds to how you already feel about them. And so it makes that pill more bitter to swallow, you know. Um, and it's why it just still sits in everybody's crawl, I believe. Um, now, a lot of people argue that Kentucky has had more moments of joy than they have heartbreak, and that is absolutely true. Um and we shouldn't focus on 92 too much. We do. We don't, don't obsess over it, but it does stick in your crawl because he got away with the stomp, then hit the dagger shot. And that's that's quite a one-two punch from a fandom standpoint. But 98 did cancel that out. With Kentucky being down 17, uh, Tubby outcoaching K, uh, Kentucky team on paper, not as good as that 98 Duke team. Uh, Kentucky had won the title in 96, runner-up in 97, not nearly as talented in 98. And it was the whole comeback catch thing. You know, a lot of second-half rallies to win games uh, en route to that title. So let's not forget that and not remember how happy we were with that, too. Even if we do think back to how ticked off we were at 92, 98 cancels it out. And as a Kentucky fan, we are we are we're spoiled. Look, I've seen four Kentucky titles in my lifetime. Now look, I was an infant in 78, so technically that shouldn't shouldn't count. Because I wasn't sitting there watching Jack Griffin score oh, 41 against those same Duke Blue Devils. And we've had Jack on this podcast as well. But I was alive for it, so I counted. And then 96, 98, and 2012. Three titles I was old enough to sit and watch 
and remember vividly. And I count one as an infant that you know, I was living and breathing, uh, but I still count it. There's still schools that haven't been to a Final Four. Uh, haven't experienced all that success. As bad as this season was, look at, you know, get yourself away from St. Peter's and then look back at that game against Kansas and North Carolina, Tennessee at home. Yes, we've seen all the tweets about how Kentucky destroyed both of these two teams that will be playing for a championship on Monday. And they did. But it's all about playing your best at the right time. And we know that. We've seen Kentucky have teams rolling and ready come March. And this definitely was not the case. This team sputtered and started plummeting at the exact wrong time, which is why they are out on the outside looking in. So, yeah, we, we do see Kansas and, and North Carolina playing for that title on Monday. We do know what Kentucky did to both of them. So, yeah, there's a what might have been. But that's that's on Cal to fix. Um, and, yes, we've had good moments. And, yes, we are having fun laughing at Duke. Uh, that doesn't mean that, you know, yes, <laughs> don't, let's not act like, <laughs> we don't have things to fix as far as Kentucky is concerned. Um, we'll see what Cal does because for the second year in a row, as mentioned a couple episodes ago, after the loss to St. Peter's, everybody's clowning you for going 9 and 16. Other teams have done it, been a two seed with a chance to win it all and lose to a 15 seed. Now it's happened to Kentucky. It's all fun and games until it happens to you. So now, getting clowned again. So, we got to see how Cal bounces back. See what he does. Um, see how the roster comes together. See how the season plays out. See what happens this time next year when we're looking at a first-round tournament game once again. So, when you look at Kansas and North Carolina, I'm kind of looking at the big men now, the way the way Baycott played, the way McCormick played, both of them in the Final Four. McCormick wore out Dixon for Villanova. Baycott did his thing, 11 points and 20, 21 rebounds, I think he had. A big, strong double-double for Carolina against Duke. Um, be interesting to see how his ankle holds up. You know, he got one day off between games and here Monday night you gotta uh, be ready to go against Kansas so we'll see how that plays out and as far as look I was I was on team anything but Duke as long as Duke doesn't win this title I'm fine um, once Kentucky went out we had to take our medicine and get laughed at and take our jokes immediately felt a lot better when Tennessee went out against Michigan um, that made the tournament a lot more bearable and able to be enjoyed. And then that was just, okay, once Duke gets out, then you can enjoy the tournament. Now I can enjoy this championship game completely. Because Duke is out, Tennessee is out. Um, can't worry about if North Carolina – I can't. I can't worry about if North Carolina wins or, or, or Kansas. It doesn't matter. If North Carolina wins, yes, it does give them seven. But look, 
you know, they, they're still, you know, one behind Kentucky. They're creeping up on Kentucky uh, from an overall title standpoint. But look, that's on Kentucky to, you know, other people creeping up. You got to make moves yourself. And once again, that's, let's see what Cal will do. We've heard the Big Blue Madness speech where, hey, we're trying to go and catch UCLA because they have 11 and Kentucky's still on eight. So, you, you know, you're trying to creep up on them, but other people are trying to creep up on you. That's how it is. And if you know, haven't moved in a while, <laughs> you can get caught and passed. Um, and a lot of things that Kentucky sticks their chest out about all time wins, all time this, all time that. Um, or Kansas might not be all time wins for long if they get their punishment that's headed their way. But for the moment, they pass Kentucky. Um, saw a tweet from Chris Fisher. Let me find that. Here it is from from Chris Fisher uh, from the Cats Pals 24-7. Everybody is piling on John Calipari right now, but the fact that he still has the most NCAA tournament wins of any coach since 2010, despite missing the tournament twice and not winning a game since 2019 really speaks to how absurd the first half of his Kentucky run really was. And that's it. Um, Like I've been saying, it's on Cal to kind of get things fixed, but he does have the most tournament wins of anybody since 2010. Um, and we've, we've seen things kind of slide a little bit. Now, the first half of his run was insane. The, the final fours in 11, 12, 14, and 15, four final fours in five years. Um, he even says maybe should have won another title, the 2015 team. Should have finished, been able to finish the deal, but they weren't able to. If he has another title, People are looking at his time at Kentucky completely differently right now. I even argue that if as insane as this first half of his run was, and we have seen some slippage now, and we've we've seen, you know, it's it's hard to sustain what he did. Absolutely. Because what he did was ridiculous. But there has been uh, some steps back. I argue that say instead of making the final four in 11, which was the Brandon Knight season, if you were able to move that one to this back end, this second half of his career, and kind of stagger out the the four final fours in five years, he's been here 12, 13 years now, you put a couple of those now toward the back half of this where things have slipped, we're still looking at things a little bit different, but that's it just makes it even more drastic that you have bam so much just success. And now it's kind of tailed off and you haven't been to a final four since 2015, which is a bit of a drought, but it's look, you look at the history of Kentucky, there's been a lot more uh sustained title droughts and final four droughts than what we've seen since 2015. At the same time, you can see why, hey, okay, you're able to get it back. You're able to, you know, get it rolling like you had it rolling. It's been a little minute since we've seen that. So that remains to be seen. It remains to, to be seen. Will he be able to, you know, make a few changes? 
make a few adjustments um, to, to to be the the gold standard like you have been for the bulk of the time that you were here. But a lot of these things, like I said, that you had puffed your chest out about, you're not able to do that at the moment. So we shall see how it all plays out for sure. Um, going back to the player of the year thing, as we talked about Oscar Shibway winning it, the fact that he's only the second Kentucky player to win it. Anthony Davis was the first. So, you know, Mashburn didn't win it. Kenny Walker and Ann Issel. None of those guys won AP Player of the Year. And then you have the 96 Kentucky team that won a championship. Hosted this podcast with the legend Tony Delk for a year. He was the MOP of the Final Four. And so I'm like, who who won it in 96? And that team was maybe too deep and too loaded to have somebody stand out to that level. Uh, But Marcus Camby won it in 95-96. And, well, how did that work out? Well, they beat Kentucky early in the year. Kentucky got revenge and payback in the Final Four. The uh, next one in 96-97, when it was Tim Duncan. Well, that 96 team played against Tim Duncan in route to that 96 championship. And how did that work out? Like Tim Duncan made two shots, but they, they clamped him down and completely took him out of the game. When I remember a lot of fans, Kentucky fans, being worried about, ooh, man, this big man that Wake Forest has going to be a problem. Timmy wasn't a problem. Uh, Kentucky smothered him. They swarmed him, harassed him, made him completely uncomfortable, uh, and they dominated Wake Forest along the way. So like I said, there's been a lot more highs from a Kentucky standpoint than lows. Um Think back to, this is the NBA, but Matt Moderno, first guest ever on this podcast, hosts Believe in Wizards, and he's in his early 30s. So he was born eight, nine, ten years after Wes Unsell led the then Washington Bullets to the NBA title. And Look at the basketball that he's seen as a Wizards fan. It's it's not been a lot of good. So you look at it from that standpoint. How how good we've had as Kentucky fans. I'm not throwing shade at Matt for being a Wizards fan. But he even talks about it. He's, you know, and I feel for him. I listened to his episode the other day. Um, And it just, you know, and they started this year off good. They were like 10 and 3 out of the gate. And now they've just hit, you know, losing and struggling. And what is the coach doing? Why is he doing that? Why are we playing veterans who aren't going to be here, who come out flat every night when we could at least get some young guys out here and see what they're going to do? And even if they lose by 30, at least they're playing hard. That's where they are. And it's kind of been that way a lot. So it things could be better for Kentucky right now, and everybody knows that, and Cal's got to fix that. It could be a lot worse as well. Think about the Utah Utes fans. Every year, Utah used to run up on Kentucky in the tournament, and what would Kentucky do? Knock them out every year. With Keith Van Horn, without Keith Van Horn, Michael Doliak, Sweet 16, National Championship. What didn't matter 
Poor old Utah got bounced by Kentucky. We could be Utah. So we do have more highs than lows. But at the same time, this slippage needs to be fixed and addressed because you're not going to catch UCLA with things continuing the way they are. So once again, to see what Cal is going to do, how he's going to go about trying to fix it. So this is where we are right now. Uh, We're all going to see how it all plays out. Enjoyed this episode, y'all. We'll definitely be uh, continuing to see what's going on as we're in the spring and summer mode. Keep our eye on the spring and summer sports. Keep our eye on, of course, on the roster construction. Appreciate y'all taking the time to listen and follow and tell your friends and retweet and all that good stuff. Um, Hope everybody has a good rest of the day. If you decide to watch the championship game now, You can enjoy it for the fact that Duke is out. So that is hilarious. Uh, Is that petty? Yes, but it is what it is. Y'all take care. It's been another episode of Believe in Kentucky. And we are going to holler at y'all next time. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.